Agents of Damned is a podcast intended for adults, featuring mature content that includes, but is not limited to, cursing, swearing, vulgar language and themes, verbal depictions of sexual themes and ideas, and potentially triggering depictions of depression, alcoholism, horror, and emotional and verbal abuse. Listener discretion is advised. everyone, and welcome to Agents of Damned, Age of Despair, our Let's Play D&D podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Jordan Roman. And as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hi guys, I'm Katie, and I play Safe. Hey everyone, I'm Christina, and I play Winterra. And I'm Drew McLean and by Bahamut's quaint villa where you can hardly even notice the dust. Ooh. I play the good Dr. Arlo Aegon. And, as heavily implied by our uh, little cliffhanger last week, we are joined by a very special returning guest. TV's Adam West. Yeah, TV's Adam West. Hey, I'm TV's Adam West, and I'll be playing Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) Stop being funnier than us! Just the deepest tone of, like, hey, I'm TV's Adam West. Like, not even trying to do an impression, just like, hey, I'm TV's Adam West. Hey guys, I'm Britney Spears. Hey, I'm TV's Adam West, also known as Britney Spears, also known as Bingo, and I'll be playing Jasper. Yay! Yay. We got Bingo back, we got Jasper back, everyone's favorite one-time appearance character that no one talks about. We are fucking hyped! Alright, Jordan, hit us with that, uh, hit us with that recap, fam. Last time! When Terra and Saith confronted Arlo in the underground fighting circuit, known as the Playpen. Arlo confessed to not knowing how to face his friends after his failure to keep things from going to shit, which was the reason for his disappearance. After an emotional heart-to-heart, the agents decided to help the other team captains try and persuade Ryan to take up the mantle of leading Damned once again. However, Ryan was a shell of her former self having buried herself in alcohol after coming to the realization that she could not save Odart. The agents pleaded with her to keep trying, but their words ultimately fell on deaf ears. Realizing the fruitlessness of their efforts, Barden instead turned to the agents to help. After guiding them to a restaurant known as the Silver Dagger, where they learned an unusual secret about Pendleton, The agents spoke with Barden and Milo about a mysterious figure that had started causing trouble throughout town, known as the Amethyst Shadow. 
It was then that their conversation was interrupted by a peculiar person, oily of body and pigeon of head, that had come to inform Sate that the circus she had been searching for had taken root in Neverwinter. And thus we resume our tale. Cool. So, yeah, so I have this little list here of things that Saith could have done in reaction to this. And uh, she rolled a 20. Ooh, your own reaction table. My own reaction of table. Of course you did. And she rolled a 20. And, uh, well, so, Saith is gonna take a deep breath, you know, just... <sighs> Barton, I'm sorry, but the, uh, Amethyst Shadow, it's gonna have to wait. This circus, it's the one that took my friend. It's the one that took the only family that I had and made me this smile. All right, Boris. She pulls out, um, her rapier. She's looking at the beautiful glowing black blade. So glorious and perfect and lovely and handsome. Looks like I get to turn my anger on the actual being that deserves it, old friend. Oh, I am all kinds of down for this revenge plot. Hell yes! No, no! Not revenge! Don't tell me how to live my okay, life! Okay, revenge! Damn yeah, yeah, no, it's it's revenge. Okay. So Arlo's over like, Saith, I do need to remind you, you are talking to yourself again. And yeah, um, I, I, we're I was, all I was... deeply concerned. And in public, as you all notice now that a lot of staff is looking at you guys, especially since you just pulled out a sword. Not what it... It's a black blade. It's very cool. I'm just showing it off. Is Seven looking at her with like, just like those quivering anime eyes? Wait, why like, is Seven oh, there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seven's off at just some distant table looking off like, he looks up from his notebook where he was writing more brooding poetry. He's like, oh man, I didn't know these guys came here. Holy shit, that's such a cool sword. <laughs> so deep and black and beautiful. When Tara is kind of observing <laughs> the pigeon man that has walked up and spoken to Saith, as though everyone else is regarding this as normal, and I'd like to roll to see if Wintera sees anything off about Jasper, not aside from the oiliness of Jaspersness. What specifically do you want to know if not the oiliness? Is it the pigeon head thing? I can tell you, no matter what you're rolling, the DC is hella low. <laughs> I just want to see if for any reason she might pick up that Jasper is a vampire. Go ahead and roll investigation since you are actively looking. Okay. One thing she's really bad at it. It's a low DC. <laughs> it's a nine, so she probably still didn't get it. I said low. I oh, that very, low. Yeah, no, you look up and you're like, hmm, this feels weird. The oily boggy looks kind of pale. It's just something like almost spectrally alluring in a way that shouldn't affect me, but somehow kind of like... Also, do pigeons have like fangs? So we were we were talking about this. I think, I think that Jasper. Okay, so this is my concern. So either Jasper pecks. Yeah, describe describe Jasper's pigeon teeth, please. Please. <laughs> okay, so my thought is that Jasper has one fang, <laughs> the very front of his mouth, 
or no. or no. he packs at people's jugulars until it gets the blood. It's just like you're grabbed by a pigeon man, and then like you know how pigeons peck at Ouch. I think he pecks like that until he like reaches blood. Here is what I will say because I like this. It's both where you have the one long fang and you just think it's part of your beak and you don't realize you're a vampire. I do think that's very important. No. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You have these rules you need to abide by that you just think are good manners. So Saith is going to approach Jasper and um, like hold out her hand in camaraderie. Like she's happy to see him. I hope you're here to join us. Jasper's gonna pull out a potion and say, what's up, kid? And then act like he's gonna take your hand and then actually slick back his feathers with his oil. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 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 When Tara's looking between Saith and Jasper and is very concerned and confused and kind of looks at Barden and Milo before readdressing this situation, she's like, Saith... You've never mentioned you had a friend that was so, uh, oily. It, actually, is that where the oil from the, the jar that I have, is that where that comes from? Because he's, he's very, very oily. Thank you, I am slick. Um, so they are a longtime associate of mine, um, in the bounty hunting game. The man he referred to as... Um, I'm not, I don't want to call him Daddy? That. Um, That's no. the word, yeah? Is it his father? Yeah, yeah, um, yes. Um, um I really hope it is his father. I really hope it's not, because I don't want to think about, like, any of what we're into making you. Uh, <laughs> everyone needs Anyway, presents. so, they're a good person. Don't worry about it. Barton and Milo simultaneously take a sip, looking very skeptically at what you just said. <laughs> Can I roll to see if I've like heard about Jasper from Nisa at some point? That's an interesting point I hadn't considered. Yes. I would imagine that like um, Arlo like hangs out with like um Alar. Alar. I actually like um, Arlo hangs with Alar every so often, and like by like that merit, like has like had cross paths with Nisa and and such. Alar was also there. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I forgot Alar was there. You took so many extra steps. <laughs> I remembered Nisa because I played Nisa. All right, just just <laughs> roll flat if it's uh, ten or below. No, if it's eleven or above, then yes. All right, I had a sixteen. All right, so yeah, uh, you were talking to Alar. And he was always very quiet about that particular adventure. And then it wasn't actually Nisa. It was Morgren who spoke up like, hey, wasn't that like, wasn't that like some weird oily bird man y'all told me about? And they both just shudder. And so <laughs> I that's- imagine they both like shudder like Alar is holding a cup of tea and he drops it. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and he looks at him and he's like, you swore to never mention that man's name. Never bring up the pigeon man. And Nisa's like mad. She's like, never bring up the pigeon man. <laughs> the only thing they're united on is never bring up the pigeon man. Yep. So with that introduction, Saith is now going to look towards Barton and Milo. Honestly, I'm not sure where his power level is now. I was just a kid the last time I saw him. He very easily could have taken me out just like he took out my mentor, Varus. And 
the danger is that he will either come to recruit more for his undead army or curse them into eternal suffering like myself. To clarify, I'm not for sure if it is in fact undead. I just know he has a smiling audience that follows him around. Uh, Arlo puts a, a hand on Say's shoulder. He says, look, I, uh, I know I've been gone, and I know I haven't been the best friend, but I know how important this is to you, so I want to, I, I don't know, I guess I want to assure you, you know how good I am with strategy, and of course, you know how good I am at absolutely fucking people shit backwards. We are going to kill this ringmaster so hard that he will reincarnate as a corpse. If he's not one already. Is that how reincarnation works? Technically, it would be considered necromancy. I'm going to smack Bart in the back of the head. <laughs> Like, shut up. <laughs> We're having a moment. Barting gets up like he's going to start some shit, but then Milo puts a hand out. I was like, no, 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 just, it's fine. <laughs> So, I know that you look at yourself as just a town guard, but you've been more than that to us, and you've been I'm pivotal the to us of before. I'm the town guard, but okay. No need to just Listen, you've been hard me. on yourself. No, you... Damn it. You make things very difficult sometimes. I would very much like for you to join in as well. I mean... I would certainly like to, but I can't guarantee. Again, this Amethyst Shadow thing is kind of... And as he's saying that, he sort of, like, stops mid-sentence and then looks off to the side and then puts a finger up to his ear and says, Captain Stillsnow, go ahead. Can Jasper just say that they really think that we should go to the circus soon and that we're going to lose our seats? And... Cotton candy will probably be sold out, and he's just really stressed out about it. So Jasper has no idea the context of the circus. I don't think Jasper knows where he is. <laughs> <laughs> His patron sent him off. It was like, "You're getting to go to the circus," and Jasper's like, "Yay, the circus!" <laughs> Jasper's also like, "Man, I'm really hungry. I kind of want like popcorn, but maybe something like meatier or saltier." A, a lot of floor popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so when Tara hears that Jasper says that he's hungry and she walks over, she's like, do you want some jerky? I always have jerky. Uh, yeah, do you have anything that's like a little bit more raw? Uh, hang on. And she kind of shuffles through her knees. pockets. Roll to have knees on deck. <laughs> that is maybe out of context the most wild thing I think anyone could ever say. <laughs> Can I? Sure, we'll get back to Barton eventually. <laughs> uh, 17? He's just listening right now. Unless I'm adding anything. To everyone's dismay and horror, you reach into a side pouch and pull out some nice, wet, freshly dripping knees that no one will question. No, 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 not a side pouch. I need to clarify. She just pulls it out of her cargo shorts. I have knees. Do you like knees? I don't know if pigeons like knees. Oh, I love knees. Can I say thank you and take it? And then can I put it on the ground and then peck at it? <laughs> Am I supposed to say no? Like, 
There's not a role for this. You could stop this at any time, Jordan. When Tara's both horrified and so intrigued, she's like, usually pigeons just like corn and other non-meat things. You're very weird. Is is it because of the teeth? Jasper's going to look up at her and say, I don't have teeth. I have a beak. And then go back to pecking. (laughs) If anyone looks over at Milo and Barton at this point, you will notice an unusually high number of mugs since the last time you guys looked over at them. (laughs) (laughs) Like copious amounts as if that is what is necessary to get through this. Arlo reaches for one of the mugs. He's like, give me. Give me one of these. They're empty by your own. He puts a finger up to his ear and says, Captain Still Snow. What? What are you talking about? That. The entire docks district? Circuses don't just show up out of nowhere? That's insane! He then looks over to Jasper's like, Yeah, no, I'll be over there in just a moment. Um, Don't let anyone in without my authorization. Don't let any of the guards go in, Barton. He, like, taps his ears like, I said without my authorization. That means no one. Hey. Not an amateur, okay? It's it's cool. Fair enough. I- Why you got to question me on all this stuff? Milo puts a hand on him again and he calms down. So Barton and Milo get us like, all right, we'll go see what this is about. If you guys need to do anything to prepare for this, since it feels like you guys are the ones who are the most knowledgeable about this, then you may go ahead and do so. Uh, meet us over at the entrance of the docks district, okay? Okay. Wait, what What exactly is this amethyst archer doing in town in case we run into them? They've just been attacking random people. Fortunately, there have been no fatalities, but... The last thing we need are more injured people amidst everything else going on. Agreed. No, absolutely. You go take care of that. I mean, apparently we gotta go take care of this circus thing, but... Why not both? When the circus is done, we'll find the archer and we'll break the little bow and say, hey, quit shooting people. It's one thing at a time, and again, they're not... None of the shots have been lethal. If anything, it's almost impressive... How they've almost, like, been able to achieve a zero mortality. Like, it, it's... Yeah, they have to be, like, some kind of professionally trained archer. Like, trained out of a thieves' guild or something. I do not like what you are insinuating there, pal. What? I didn't insinuate anything. You... You very specifically just called my organization out. No, I didn't. Or I was being an asshole. <laughs> do you think? Just purposefully? Ugh. <sighs> Fine, just fucking make us at the docks when you're ready. And they both head out. Literally, as soon as, like, they're gone and things have calmed down for a second, Winterra's kind of, like, internally panicking. And she snaps her fingers, and all of a sudden, you guys see this large, fluffy Newfoundland that just appears in front of her. And it's not like her normal summons that she usually does. It, it looks just very fluffy and friendly, and it's bounding around. This one has a collar. Yeah, it's, it's got a little bandana around its neck, along with like a little pouch that's been fashioned underneath it. And on the bandana, it has the name Bug written across it. And when Tara leans down to Bug and in Druidic, she says, I need you to go take a message to Bookworm Bug. It's, I'm worried with everything I just found out. And she's going to cast Animal Messenger on Bug and say, you know what she looks like. I pointed her out to you before. 
deliver this message to her. And she says, Bookworm, my starlight. Let's meet in person soon. I have much to share. Stay watchful. Stay safe. Serious trouble in Neverwinter. Avoid circus. And there's like seriousness about the way she says avoid circus. Yours, Wintera. And she's going to shoo Bug off. God damn. As you do this, Bug looks up at you with determined eyes and goes, Barf! And then walks off. Barf! <laughs> no! Insects are so big these days. Barf! Do a dog sound for real, George. Why? It's Winterra's. Why would it have a normal sound? <laughs> Barf! <laughs> oh, wow, my guy? <laughs> Arf, my dude. Arf, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, fucking bow wow said, Arf, my dude <laughs> I love that I love that so Arf, much my dude <laughs> yeah as they explained you guys have a little bit of time to head over to any of the shops or anything else that you guys might want to do to prepare for this uh, little circus investigation so I have sent you all a list of locations and shops in Neverwinter, along with any NPCs that you guys would personally know of that might be stationed there. I was going to lean over everybody before they go. He's like, hey, before we stock up on this one, um, get health potions for yourselves. Why? Like, yeah. really, you just get just get health potions for yourselves. Like the good ones. Don't don't cheap out on it. You're gonna need them, Arlo. I can just heal heal stuff too. I mean, are you are you worried about how and much you can heal? And what if you're injured? Yeah, there's you. Yeah, you can help too. That is no longer within the scope of my ability. What? Are you? What are you saying? I'm uh. Just get some health potions. Arlo. What did you do? I, um... So... There are certain oaths you take as a cleric of a path. Uh, and one of them is... That if you wish to leave that path, you need only destroy your holy symbol. And... I got mad and punched my Bahamut shield a bunch. So... I'm not a cleric anymore, and I don't really intend on going back. I'm kind of more on a, I'm going to do this myself type of a kick. So maybe get some health potions. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt this uh, amazing moment here, but I just need to clarify one thing that I was unaware of. Do you mean Arlo has destroyed his shield and no longer has a shield? He does no longer have a shield. Yeah, my cousin had cleric once. It was really rough for everyone. But uh, like they what? You, wait, wait, wait! You mean they had cleric? As in they ate a cleric? No, no, no! Like they had cleric. They got it from this girl at a party. But it's okay. You can you can take medicine for it. You'll be fine. Arlo looks at you guys and is like, <laughs> "Are we a hundred percent sure we need this guy?" Also, I don't have any money. Can I borrow some? Say <laughs> so this one is following us. Arlo has walked away. <laughs> I would like to point out that at no point during character creation did Bingo ever ask me, hey, do I have money? 
I would like to point this one out. I this was just never discussed. Bingo decided Jasper is broke. That was that was that was their decision. I do have my handmade oil of slipperiness though, so if anyone needs that. And some leftover corn chips. When Tara looks at Saith is like, you're babysitting this one. I have too much to do before we go do with this the seal circus issue that we're helping, because there's there's a lot I need to go wrap up before I meet back with you guys. Saith has a very blank stare right now, but she just kinda nods at you. Wait, before before Arlo goes, he takes out like you know what like he still has his little prescription pad and writes out like a little thing on a piece of paper and then like sticks it to Jasper's uh chest before um just like just using the natural oil that he secretes. And like, just make sure things don't get mixed up. Alright. I'll catch up with you guys before we head into the circus. Uh and the little piece of paper says, If lost, please return to Saith. <laughs> The oils immediately seep into the paper, and it quickly becomes illegible as the ink smears. Ew. <laughs> Good lord. This is an upsettingly wet bird. Uh. Oh, God. Jasper's gonna use it to dab, you know, his chest or whatever, and then throw it out. Your chest is somehow more oily than before you dabbed it. <laughs> When Wintera sees Saith kind of nod absentmindedly after she says she's going to meet back up with them, she kind of puts her hand on Saith's shoulder and is like, are you going to be okay if we separate and come back together? I know that's a lot of information to have just gotten for you. I'm okay. Don't worry. You go handle what you need to. She's kind of looking at her like she doesn't believe her. Are you sure? It's okay. She rolled a 19. She's okay for right now. <laughs> 19 is the okay number. <laughs> 19's an okay number. <laughs> it's okay number. Wintera slowly nods, says, I will catch up with all of you, and we'll pick up potions while I'm away, she says to Arlo, kind of squinting at you. I think Arlo already left. He yeah, gone. Arlo walked off. <laughs> she turns as if she was going to say that, and then she's like, oh, he's already gone. Unsurprising. All right. Okay, so all of you guys, uh, we'll just say roll initiative. Okay. To decide who we visit, like, who we follow first. I got an 11. I got a 14. I got a 19. Does Jasper just tag along with Saith? Is that just an assumed initiative? Uh, I got an 11, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Jasper, are you following Saith? Yeah, but also flexing. Then you and Saith will... I love how those two are separate things. <laughs> like, they, like they, they cannot be together in any way. Like, those must be separate activities. <laughs> That's what I follow around. It's like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> That's why the initiative's so low. <laughs> okay, so we will check in with Arlo first. Arlo, where are you going? Wherever potions are sold. That would be at the Merchants Guild. So you go to the Guild Hall District, and you go over to one that actually, quite ironically, happens to have the banner of a bottle of a potion. And as you walk in, you hear the infuriatingly ever-familiar greeting of, Hello! Welcome to Rick's Lavenly's! But before it goes any further, this orc smacks him on the head and says, I told you to stop that! This is not your shop! Oh, 
right, sorry, force of habit. It's been half a year. Poor Rick. Arlo sheds a single tear in the beauty of the moment, knowing that Rick Slavely no longer can harass him. Stop! Leave my baby alone! No. Oh. He is just an elder who is doing his best to make a living. He was having he a good time, and now he's so not. Upsetting. So Rick wiggles his way back over to his shop stand. And you actually see that not only are the Ricks here, but also you notice Nelg at his, uh, he has a stand, but he has just set up a rug in front of his stand with a little note card that just says Nelg. Oh. Nelg! What's up? What's going on? Uh, not much. Just, uh, you know, killing time. You also notice that Sniffs is with him. No. Oh, shit, Sniffs. Hi. How have you been, bud? Been good. How's the awakened brain? Uh, still confusing a little, but I'm better at magic now. Nate? Yeah, yes, look at this! Uh... And he, like, lifts up his hand, and then, like, these black tentacles come out and just start undulating. Oh. Oh! I'd prefer that that was not what you showed me. What would you prefer? Just... He's not put the tentacles away. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else besides that, that's upsetting. Everyone says that. And he closes his hand and they just kind of like splorp out of existence. Splorp. Mm. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you guys got some potions here? Nelg kind of like gives you a, like, I'm sorry I have to do this look as he points in the direction of the Ricks. <laughs> do you guys have any other potions or potion vendors? We did, but, uh, they decided that, and I quote, it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> he gets real close to Nell, and he's like, please, man. Just come on. Look, uh, dude, I had to work with him before we came here, and I was thinking maybe this would be my chance to get out of it, and I'm still in the same place as him. So trust me, trust me, I get it, dude. I really do. He is your only chance. No one else is selling potions. What about the orc who was in charge of the shop? He sells, like, the... Like, just the generic stuff. Like, he's your rope guy. Like, he... He mans the general general store as well as, like, just the guild. Oh. Oh, okay. Arlo just, like, cautiously makes his way over to Rick, and he's like, Hello, Rick! How... How... Oh, okay, that's already started. Um, how you been? I've been absolutely horrible! Aww. He is smiling ear to ear. Yeah, that, that about tracks. Like, his facial expression is exactly how you remember it. Rick, I know the whole, like, um, I don't know if that's on the DL, but I know, like, you know, your facial expression thing is just kind of a default state, but usually sad it's is, not... like, you know... Oh! That's worse somehow? I just think life's better with a smile. I know someone who would disagree with you very strongly. But I did want to get um, some potions. We're, uh, we're on mission and I, I guess I'm um, I guess I'm back, I would say. Didn't know you left. Insulting, but fair. Well, you never come to visit me. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be real with you, Rick. You do have, like, you know, 
some off-putting tendencies. I've heard that a lot over the last six months. But, I don't know, maybe I'm too hard on you. You are trying, at least, you know, trying your best. He is staring at you. Okay, thought we are gonna have, like, a little thing there. All right, um, anyway, uh, potions, you got them? Of course! Um, how much are your best healing potions? Well, um, so here's the thing. Times are hard, and so my stock is a little limited. Um, I only have up to greater healing potions, which are 500 gold apiece. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, there's kind of a high demand, um, you know, business. Yeah, I get you. I mean, you know, I can just do without. I mean, you know, if I die, I mean, you can probably, like, you know, find my body and then make a little puppet and then just, like, you know, uh, pretend I'm still around. What a great idea! Alright, uh, well, I guess peace out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, do you think that was gonna work? A little bit, yeah. It's this is slime, he doesn't have a concept. I was gonna be like, I'm so lonely, please don't die! <laughs> you have forgotten what Rick Slavinly is about, my dude. Alright, fair enough. Um, I don't buy anything about uh, my $500 potions. Cool. I mean, there's still, like, standard for 100 uh, yeah, alright, I'll, um... How much those heal again? Ten. Alright, I'm gonna get three of those. You turn around, and you notice he is, like... He has somehow, like, stretched his neck to be, like, almost kind of following you a little bit. And then he gives you the, uh, three... Like, he was following you a little too closely. But he does give you the three potions. Uh, alright. Thanks, Rick. Come again! Um, I, I guess I will have to. That's what everyone says. You should probably take that as a note to change your demeanor. Bye. <laughs> you know deep in your heart, he will not. I believe next up would be Saith and Jasper. Jasper is just following, to be clear. No direction. Only flex. Only flex. <laughs> Alright. Saith, where are you going slash leading Jasper? So, she does need potions, but I'm gonna hold off on that so Saith can go see Grinafor and Sibo real quick. Alright. So you're actually going to head over to the refugee camp area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh shit, wait, is Oliver there too? Like, do can, can, do I see li the little one? They're not in the same area. Uh, the Fair Dark enough. Knights okay. kind of largely keep to themselves. The fountain, uh, except yeah. When, yeah, except when they're helping out with other people. But yeah. the Silvery Moon people tend to stick with Granifor and Sibo like themselves, so. Fair enough. Okay, so yeah, she's gonna go see Granifor and Sibo. Alright, so yeah, you head over to the area it takes you a little bit to specifically find the location of the silvery moon camp but you recognize enough of the people there that you're able to kind of realize once you're there and eventually you do happen to find uh your floating eye friend and the onesied gnome she's gonna approach them and you know she's actually gonna 
feel a little bit happier to be around them, to see them okay. And so she's just going to go up to them and, hey guys! As you approach, it looks like they were mid-conversation, but they look over to you, and Granifor immediately breaks out into a giant smile and says, Say! <laughs> oh, what a joy it is to see such a familiar smiling face! Hello, old friend! As I am glad to see yours, Granifor, I came over not only to say how sorry I was to hear about Niabra, but... Oh, yeah. Also, that's... to see you two for myself. To know that you both were okay. No, no, we are... We are alive and well and helping to ensure that the... He looks around at everyone. He doesn't, like, rotate his head. His eye stalks just kind of, like, look off in various directions. Like, I suppose citizens is not necessarily accurate anymore. The refugees of Silvery Moon are well taken care of, and, and their spirits are as high as can be, all things considered. I'm glad to hear that. The bees have been a problem, though. We need to talk to Ulrich about that. He just needs to build a hive. Like, we get it, he needs his thing, but, like, it's inconveniencing other people. Some people have allergies, you know. <laughs> no, no, I think that's... I think that's absolutely fair. I mean, bees don't sting unless they're absolutely upset about something. So, as long as nobody's, like, swatting them, but... There's a lot to be upset about. There is a lot to be upset about. Anyway, um, Sibo... I wanted to thank you for your museum apparatus. It's been a great help to me, but I'm uncertain if I could still have a use for it now. Oh, uh, how many times did you end up actually using it? I'm curious. Several. I'm not going to lie. It was... Um, it, it was quite pivotal in annoying the absolute hell out of Asmodeus. Right! Your cat was the devil. I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Jasper's gonna wave. Um, this is my associate, Jasper. Oh, how upsetting. He, uh, he came... He came to inform me about, um... Hello, Grandfather. He came to inform me... Grandfather? That's what you called him. Grandfather? Sorry, Granddaddy. Granifor. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> you know, I'm actually not opposed to it. That's the granddaddy reaction. I could call you grandfather. You're basically like a grandfather to me. No, no, no. Granddaddy. I like the ring of it better. You know, grandfather is what I called my actual grandfather, and I didn't really like him very much, but I like you, so all right, I'll call you granddaddy if you want me to. Uh, actually, yeah, that does feel kind of weird. You know what? Granifor is good. That's what I thought. I love a family ring. So, um, it really was quite pivotal in annoying the hell out of Asmodeus. It was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed being able to use spells. Enough so that I told Asmodeus to fuck off and got a different deity instead. Oh, wow. I'm surprised you're still alive. Me too. I'm just very lucky. That sounds like an incredibly reckless and stupid idea, honestly. It was worth it. 
Well, you're still alive, so clearly. Congratulations! Yeah, so, speaking of, I I'm not sure how much that's gonna last, so I wanted to make sure I could return this to you. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Gives me something to tinker with, at least. Most of the other things I was working on were kind of lost when we had to abandon the city. Exactly. And hey, if you're able to make it, you know, more fun or make my spells more powerful or give me more spell slots or, you know, whatever, I'll take it back. Ah, uh, I'll see what I can do. I make no promises. No, absolutely not. That's fair. Like, I'm, as long as you just have fun with it. Have fun with it. Even if you make another invention that you wanted, you know, me to test out, I'm here for it. Because that thing was fun. Fucking fun. Well, it's good to know that my inventions have been able to help out and put us... And he stops what he's saying as he realizes that it may not be the best choice of words. <laughs> I'm glad it helped. <laughs> good clever. Good clever. It was... It, that was quick. Was quick catch, my old friend. Quick catch. He's sweating profusely. <laughs> it's okay. His onesies are soaked. Can Jasper turn to Saith and say, Wow, you look just like your grandfather. It's uncanny. It's the swirly horns. I have the swirly horns. They look like tentacles. You notice that Granifor is like taking two of his higher eye stalks and trying to like swirl them, but it's not oh. working. It looks very painful for him. Oh no. Oh. And my tail also looks like a... You don't have to... Hurt yourself, Granifor. <laughs> I just want to be like you. Aww. Oh, Granifor! Oh, no! Okay, I'm gonna Honestly, stop this. Honestly, I want to be more like far. you. Alright, so, anyway. Someone hug Granifor. And now, now Safe is gonna go go buy potions. And actually, Safe is gonna... Well, can Safe hug Granifor? Can you hug a beholder? You go up to hug him, and he has to kind of, like close his main eye, and you notice he wraps, like, some of his stalks around you. You know what? Aww. It's not the weirdest thing that Seth has ever experienced when hugging one of these weird-ass motherfucking creatures that you have created. I didn't make beholders! <laughs> I mean, I... You know what I Hi, mean. I'm Gary Gygax. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> he did make that scene with the oozes happen. That was a weird time. Yeah, you remember the time that she bought the black pudding? That that was... That was unsettling. Yep. Speaking of, she needs to go buy potions. Okay, do you want to just say you buy the potions since we already had a Rick scene, or do you want to have your own Rick scene? If I flex, can we get them at a discount? No, we can skip it. Um, I mean, wait, hold on. Like, you know, Rick is made of ooze, and then Jasper is made of, like, a different ooze, like a grease ooze. Maybe they've got, like, some common ground yeah. where you can get a discount. Are you, good sir, implying <laughs> to me that oil is just ooze? It's just less oh, viscous God. ooze. Oh, God. Okay. The difference is All viscosity. Right. You've had your turn. Please sit down. <laughs> can I sell him one of my home-brewed potions of slipperiness to get a discount? You know? Home-brewed. Uh, Handmade. Uh, I will say if you called him a slippery baby, you'd probably become his best friend. Us, us slick babes have to stick uh, together. I guess we're uh, doing this. I'm sorry. I know you had a Rick scene, but... No, you do not get a discount for giving him your gross body oil. His loss. Alright, so what, what potions are you buying? Five of the 
greater healing potions. Alright, you give over 2,500 gold and you have five greater healing potions. Yep, awesome possum, thank you. I guess it is now Winterra's turn. Sweet. Okay, so I have a question for you really quick. This thing on the list of choices you gave us that says Guild of Gains, it says spend one day. Does that not count then since it's not a full day already? I mean, if you just want to go into the, like, you guys don't have to, like, immediately go into the circus when you go there. You guys are just going to, like, investigate what's going on there. Mm -hmm. So if you guys decide you do need more prep beforehand, you can do that. But if you just want to go check out the Guild of Gains, you are free to do so. No, I think, I think that's something she will do if they do more prep ahead of time. But when Tara's going to head in the direction and stay far enough back that she has no chance of running into Arlo right now of the potion shop. And she's also just going to kind of check that area out and also be alert while she's walking there and seeing if there's anything weird she picks up on as far as this amethyst archer. Okay. Yeah, you make your way over there. You don't notice any strange activity on the way over there. And you do eventually make your way over to the guild hall area and the merchants guild uh, as you go in you see the same thing that arlo did you see the ricks over it looks like rick was about to do his thing but then the orc kind of like side eyes him and he just sits down and then you'll see delicate sniffs and a few other just like irrelevant shops regarding the three that are actually important she gets really excited and her ears perk up and she's like guys i'm so glad to see you i'm no, it's been a while. Of them, Sniffs is the first one to respond as he runs over. It's like, turkey friend! Turkey friend! And they kind of elbow. Yep. Wintera offers him jerky, of course. Please tell me they have a whole, like, elaborate secret handshake. Of course. Which they do perfectly. It ends in, like, tossing jerky. <laughs> it is the best thing ever. She, uh, she's like, I'm very glad to see you've been... Managing. Mm, yeah. Um, just, you know, working on magic. Uh, and, uh, yeah. How has adjusting to the city been for you? <sighs> Weird. Yes. Agreed. It, it, it's okay, though. Uh, sometimes go over to... To the park to train. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You'll have to show me the park one day. I bet it's nice. Oh, yeah. We're actually going by later today if you want. And then as he says that, Nell comes like, uh, that's private there, pal, remember? Oh, right. Sorry. Oh? Oh, can't say. Nog, right. Can't say. She's eyeing Nog. I have news for you, too, actually. Okay. My family is here. Oh, shit. Erwin's here? Oh, and uh, the rest of your family, too? Yes, Erwin is here. I thought you would be glad to know. Yeah, no, I... Shit, like, when I heard Silvery Moon got attacked, I got, you know, pretty bummed, but it's good to know that they're fine. You're gonna have to catch up with them. How many people are gonna come to, like, you know, they're like, hey, do you know that Nelg shop is here? And they're gonna be like, Nelg? We haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> gonna have, like, so much business. 
Yeah, because that's what people like during the apocalypse tattoos. <laughs> Look. I mean, <laughs> have you seen any apocalypse movie ever? Like, people got mad tattoos. Seriously. When he says the word fine, she kind of looks to the side. She's like, yes, many of them are fine. Uh, okay, that was very clearly noticeable, and I'm not stupid, so something's not fine. She sort of, like, gestures, because she doesn't want to say it too loudly in front of everyone in the shop. And she's like, everyone made it out, except for Niavra. His eyes go wide for a brief second before going back to his usual look. Like, oh, um. Yeah. Well, I suppose, given everything that's to be expected, that wouldn't be a full clean sweep out yeah so I don't know how close you are with her but I mean she was one of the people that welcomed me in when I first showed up so you know how people tend to react to my kind not exactly I you hated ever... me at first well, yes, but that was because the only others of your kind I had met before were evil, but To not which exactly... he, like, extends his hand like, you see. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I understand, but I don't. Eh, it... But I understand what you mean. Ask Saith about it. She'll be able to tell you. Yes. Well, um, she kind of eyes Rick and she says... Rick is still selling potions? Basically the only one that is. Okay, not basically, literally the only one that is. Because of resources in the town, or otherwise? Uh, little column A, little column B. Oh. Okay. It's difficult to get potions made the, um... He paused for a second, then air quotes, natural way. So because of his method. He's kind of the only person that's able to get a reliable chain in. Anyone else that can, it all basically goes to the city guard. Fair. Okay. And that makes you sense. Would, you'd, you'd think the city guard would try and monopolize on that, uh, but they found out how he does it, and they decided, you know what, maybe death ain't that bad. <laughs> I really can't blame him. <laughs> you know... It's not that bad. It's It's pretty it's, bad. It's not that bad, Nelg. It's it's once you get past it, it's fine. He grabs you by the shoulder and says, <laughs> Has he not said Ooh, babies <laughs> around you before? Because that sullies any enjoyment you could potentially get from the healing benefits. Yes, it the phrase ooze babies is a little strange. God but... don't say it so normally. <laughs> From the background, you hear, Is someone talking about my ooze babies? <laughs> Imagine everyone in a mile radius, like, shudders. <laughs> There's, like, I a, a mother holding her baby, and she just goes, Ugh, and the baby, like, shivers, like, just like, Ugh. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Maybe it's because I think of eating lots of previously living things, so it's not that weird to me that the ooze babies would be involved in the potion making. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you can stomach that. <laughs> she sort of just laughs at Nelg and is like, well, 
I do have business. I just wanted to make sure, since I saw you, that you knew Erwin was around. Yeah, no, I'll probably be uh, hanging out with him later tonight. After the secret park? Yeah, no, af- after that. Um, yeah, no, it's it's just... She is sort of prodding him at the secret park like she couldn't just follow them and find the secret park. Look, I'm, I'm not asking for me, because I truly don't care. But we are meeting with someone else for that that wants to remain anonymous. So if you could let that sleeping dog lie, that'd be greatly appreciated. Oh. Okay. Um, We've been doing our own thing to help out, so just... But that that person... uh, I don't personally understand the big deal, but they're making a big deal out of it, so... Okay. Um... I will... forget I heard anything. Appreciate that. She nods, and then she's going to turn to Rick and be like, Rick, I'm glad to see you, too. <gasps> you are faring okay? No! That's fair. Not many of us are, but no. I am glad you are still here. Me, too. Have things, and she's just kind of eyeing around Rick? Is he is he currently in Ublek form or in his non-Ublek form? No, he is um, currently in his usual, like, humanoid pinstripe form. Ah, okay. She's like, have things been adjustable, at least for you and little Rick? Yeah, well, I mean, we're here. We get business. Yes, well, that's good. Seems like a lot of us are staying busy, and it's kind of all we can really do. Yep. You are still selling potions, I hear? Oh, absolutely! I basically have a monopoly. She's mouthing the word monopoly. Don't worry about it. Okay. Monopoly. <laughs> it's an unimportant word with zero consequences to it. Imagine when Tara trying to like say it, she's like monop, 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 Oh, do you happen to have two of the common potions of healing? Oh, I can make as many of those as I need. Well, I understand you can make them. I just did not know if you had them currently. Oh, presently! Oh! Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. I would like two, please. Okay! And he pulls them out of his, like, pants pockets. Pockets are very good for keeping things. I agree. Oh, that's what they're (laughs) called! Okay! Did you not know the word for pocket? Well, I know what they are for pants. No. How? No. When Terry just looks confused, she does not understand what he just said. Don't worry about <laughs> it, it's not important. She slowly takes the potions if he hands them to her and exchanges the money for them. Oh yeah, no, he acts like nothing was weird. She's like, I don't understand, 
But it seems there's a lot of things I'm still not understanding as I am learning more about this city. The city is very weird. I don't know how I feel about cities, but I don't have a choice. Well, as my friend over there has told me multiple times, it's probably for the best that people don't understand me too well. Any motions to the orc? When Hera nods at the orc, like an up nod, and does like a like a teethy grin. He just shakes his head in defeat. <laughs> is, is he actually your friend, Rick, or...? Um, that's how he first introduced himself to me. It had kind of a menacing aura to it, honestly, as if it was more of like a veiled threat. Hmm. She kind of eyes the orc. Who is threatening my baby? You guys understand that if Rick decided to, he could destroy his entire town, right? Like, he's not <laughs> in, in any danger from anybody at any point. Rick could be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And they then, like, just level the town. With Rick, look, you have to understand this. He's a CR 10 monster. This orc is nothing to him. Yeah, I know. She. Rick could be like, oh, you were talking about that good shit a second ago. Then you gotta you know ooze what? through your chest. Rick, Rick, turn him into a potion, goddammit. Melt him down <laughs> to nothing. Nobody threatens. Not how that works. Damn. Well, Rick, if you never need anything, you can call on me. Okay. And she, she kind of takes the potions and puts them in her bag, and she nods to the others and will head out. She is keeping an like a mental ear out in a way for Bug in case Bug returns within 100 feet of her since they can telepathically communicate at that point. But while she is also doing that and just kind of walking off to go find safe, she is going to prod Pendleton a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Like she's walking and having this mental conversation. Like it is all in her head unless I say otherwise. Oh, we're doing this right the fuck now. She's like, so Pendleton... I kind of had figured the gnome thing from the whole forest event. I started putting those pieces together a while back, but was everything else a lie too? There is a long, long pause. And then eventually, I imagine you like momentarily stop to like try and figure out what's up with him. Mm-hmm. And then out of the corner of your eye, on top of a barrel, you see the spectral visage of that very same gnome. What? <laughs> <sighs> no. Well, part of it. Look, I... I'm sorry I lied. I really am. But I... I wasn't exactly trustworthy before. What do you mean? What is... Has Milo told you anything about what the Thieves' Guild was like before he was in charge? Not much. We were acquainted very quickly the first time we met. He has only mentioned his mentor a couple of times and has seemed to speak highly of you all of those times. Roll me real quick a history check. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is in and out of character when Terry does not remember. That was a solid two. Jesus Christ. Alright. Well, so much for that. Yikes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well. Honestly, I... I was in charge of things before... 
the bureaucracy took over back when it was just a collection of ragtag cutthroats and backstabbers all looking just to line their coin purses with as much gold as they could swindle. And I was the best at it. Had a fun knack for being able to imitate people. Hence the voice that you knew before of the great hero Pendleton. One of my favorite characters to play, honestly. So Pendleton's not your current name either. No, it is. The the hero normally went by a different name, but I figured as long as I didn't reveal myself, you'd never know. I mean, what were the odds that some random person would know about me? But I was I was a coward. Still am. I came up with this this rule of no matter what, always save your own skin. Like if you have to leave your friends to die, you do that. So that's what a thief does. They watch out for themselves. I'll say now you recognize that from your confrontation with Elema. Yeah, she says that sounds weirdly familiar. Yeah. That's why I tried to teach Milo and everyone else, but Milo was always a better person than I was. He thought I meant that like a a way of keeping the guild alive as opposed to the admittedly extremely selfish thing that it really was. I think some people might have still taken that to heart. Did you know someone named Elema? Not ringing a bell. She must have come along after you, I guess. Oh, she was... Truth be told, I couldn't tell you anyone from the guild's name during my time other than Milo. I didn't give a shit about any of them. They were all just pieces for me to use. Means to an end to become the wealthiest man in the world. The problem is, when you surround yourself with cutthroats who are only interested in money, you tend to just become an obstacle. I didn't die some valiant heroic death. The guild killed me. They decided I was just in the way. I don't think Milo ever knew, honestly. He always viewed me as some... Some sort of a great hero or something. This is why I didn't want him to know I was here. I don't know how I'm gonna... I don't know if I can face him, honestly. I'm sure at some point he will want to speak with you. Yeah, thanks to your friend. She is... Not subtle, and the other one, well, you know, I haven't seen him. No, the other one. I meant the other one. Well, I can't speak for him. He hasn't been around much, so I don't, I don't know. But, I do not necessarily think it is the same, since you have proven differently in death. No, I haven't. You've been around since I first found the ring. And since then, yeah. have helped in many battles. I've been lying to you ever since. You've been lying, but you've still been helping. Winterra, think, think about this for a second. When you first put the ring on, I, didn't, I wasn't this. I was the hero. I knew I was dead. I feigned ignorance because I thought if you found out what I really was, you just take the ring off. You abandoned me like everyone else did, so I did what I always do. 
I lied. Tended to be someone better than I really am. Truth be told, if that whole thing with the silver dagger hadn't happened, I never would have told you. I do not think that is a bad thing that you would not have. Sometimes faking who you are until it becomes who you are is not a bad thing. Weird hearing that from you, one of the most honest people I know. I do not think I am honest out of the want to be. It is that I don't know how not to be. When you grow up in a forest and you grow up around many others, lying does not get you far. There is what is and there is what is not. When you look at things that are not and you try to portray them that way, it can hurt others. Preaching of the choir. But, like I said, although it was in lie, think of all the other things you have helped with. All the other adventures and fights and situations that you have helped get me and others out of. Those are all heroic things. I was just saving my own skin. If you die- You're already dead, how would that save you? Because if you die, then... Then I'm alone again. At least until the next person comes along. But... I will take that as an offering of friendship. I don't know if that's the right decision on your end or not, but... If there's one thing I have learned by being with you... It's that when you make a decision, you stick to it. And ain't nothing in this world gonna change you from that. So... While we're being honest about things... I think, now that you know the truth about me, I might be able to maybe help you with uh, that little, how shall I say, uh, blunt honesty of yours? What do you mean? You know how I'm able to sort of like, ah, like overlap myself with you so that I can like give you advice on how to do things? Yes. I think... If you're willing to trust me, and I fully understand if you're not, especially given everything, we may be able to switch places. I could take control of your body for a brief moment and help you navigate certain social situations, if need be. I see. I would ask that it is not something that we do if it involves bookworm. Oh, no, 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 of course, of course. I'll, I'll let you... I, I didn't mean it, like, flirt for you. I think you're pretty good yourself on that one. You and your starlight. When <laughs> 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 Tara full-on blushes... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, turns around as though it would help, but it does not. <laughs> she is bright red and will probably eventually turn back, and she is, though, like a starlight. To me, at least. 
I wouldn't want to get between that. I mean for other, more cutthroat situations. And only when you want it. I think that would be helpful. Alrighty then. And he extends a hand to you. She takes his hand and also at the same time asks, Is this, um, appearance that you can do now something you will always be able to do? Are we only able to see each other? Oh, no, I- well, first of all, I've always been able to do this. Oh, you just have not. Well, if I show up as a gnome, the illusion breaks pretty quickly. Fair. So, yeah, this is... This is just what I actually look like, and I just decided to reveal myself to you. Simple as that. <laughs> so, as long as we're in agreeance... Yes. Alright. And I am now going to send you, Christina, something. Ooh! I'm sending you Pendleton's character sheet. <gasps> Ooh! As an action, you can shift between your character sheet and his. What? That is excellent. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. Cool. He is a mastermind rogue, so have fun with that. Ooh, okay. That is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> So you're going to start making your way over to uh, the meeting place? Yeah, she's making her way towards Saith, and then, as I said before, kind of keeping an telepathic ear mind out for Bug. You don't get anything quite yet. It seems like it's taking him a little bit. Her. Her. Sorry. That's fine. She just wants to make sure that nothing happens to Bug, and so if she suddenly feels Bug's disappearance gone in any way, that... So the telepathic thing is just within 100 feet, but I feel as though, since it is one of her wild shapes, that if something happened to Bug, she would probably be able to feel that in some way, since it's linked to her magic. Yeah, no, you feel Bug is still fine, you just don't... Okay. You Bug is not within 100 feet, and you feel like Bug is still searching. Okay. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. Squirrel! <laughs> I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I love running. Bug so much. <laughs> she is a I'm newbie. i forward to this. She is a newbie. All right. So, you all make your way over to the, uh, meeting area just outside of the docks district. And as you all make your way over there, you begin to hear the faint sounds of carnival music. Okay. Alright, fucking, that's fine, Seth. If you're fine, I'm fine. <laughs> And as you make your way over there, eventually you do see what to say is a very familiar sight. It is this large face-like structure that appears to be a blue-skinned man with a large mustache. Who Saith would recognize as, or what Saith would recognize as the visage of the ringleader. And hanging... Over top of this thing is a sign that reads, The Desert Jester's Illustrious Nonsense and Nonsensical Illusions. Who is closest to Seth right now? Probably Jasper. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say my gut instinct is Jasper. Probably, Probably Jasper. Jasper. <laughs> Who's the next closest Damn. to Seth right now? <laughs> <laughs> a no second one. more <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably it's Jasper. Your bed. <laughs> Jasper's oil pile is probably closest, honestly. Pile? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like slightly hardened grease, so you know how it gets like kind of solid in form. You can. And stop. Jasper's just looking at the sign with the giant face, and he's like, "God, people get so big these days. It must be something in the food." I imagine Winterra would be the next closest. Probably. The sound of the music. She's fine. The sight of the big top as they walk over the horizon, she's fine. But as soon as she sees the visage of the ringmaster, Saith stops walking, and she's not fine. She instantly looks petrified. I mean, you guys have never seen Safe shaken like this. She's stood up to Asmodeus face to face, and she stood up to Malik face to face. And the sight of this blue, scaly man, Safe wavers. She looks like she's going to pass the fuck out. So whomever is closest needs to get to her. It's it's obvious, like super obvious, no rolls needed. Yeah. Okay. If Winterra is the closest, then I think Winterra would see that and immediately sidestep as far around Jasper and as quickly as possible and then get between the visage of that and Saith and sort of like try to physically block her and put a hand on her shoulder and it's okay if we need to stop no no I'm sorry I'm, I'm okay let's do this do not be sorry from what you have told not much but from what you have this place has caused you much pain we should stop whatever is going on but you come first if we need to stop before we do anything it is okay Thank you, Intera. I'm alright now. I can do this. Okay. As long as you are sure. And she's gonna push forward. Until she sees Barden. She's looking looking for the boys. Well, before you see Barden, you hear something. Something very, very loud. And then you eventually do hear Barden, who sounds extremely annoyed. As well as the snickering of a halfling. Presumably Milo. And as you get over there, you see that Barden is face-to-face with this giant of a woman. She stands maybe seven feet tall in full plate mail holding a maul and even from a distance you can hear her say yes it is true captain still small i regret to inform you that this circus has appeared and we cannot access the docks district in any way who is this giant woman she is my new favorite i know i love no, her so yeah. much i had no idea you guys made jasper a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> 
Jasper's apparently have to get in line behind, like, it, it appears to be every character. <laughs> Everyone except Bargain, who is annoyed as you get closer in here and say, Lieutenant Greta, please, I am begging you, stop calling me that. This is serious. I failed to see the issue, Captain Steel Small. I am addressing you as a superior officer and appointing to you as is necessary. <gasps> Still small. Still small. Still small. Still small. Yes. She is much larger than you, Barden. <laughs> I am above average height. I am not small. You sound like my brother when I tell him his teeth are smaller than mine. That's a very specific insult. Safe is canonically six foot three. How, how much taller is she than Barden? You'd be maybe a couple inches. Like, I imagine he's like maybe six foot. Okay. Nah, you gotta make him five eleven, homie. So it hurts him in his in his soul. You know what? When you write, you write five <laughs> eleven. I'd say this as a man who is fully five ten. I'm just like, fuck it, it's bullshit. <laughs> Please, Lieutenant Greta, I'm begging. <laughs> Continue to beg, tiny wet bird man! Jasper's gonna gasp. <laughs> and then bow. Tiny wet bird man! Lieutenant uh, Greta, was it? Yes, it is, small lizard boy! I am. I, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that, my man. I'm like, what, barely shorter than you, I think, canonically. I don't remember what I said my height was. Barden just looks at like, she does this with everyone. I am going to steal the name Captain Still Small. Sorry, Barden. You will not. Oh, but I am, though. That is going to happen to you. I am sorry, but I can't unhear it. I could call you Captain Small Teeth because your teeth are smaller than mine, regardless of how tall I am at any given moment. I don't know why, but that is also insulting. So please don't. Captain Small Teeth. <laughs> Captain Still Small Small Teeth. <laughs> why is why are you all so focused on this poor man why is there a goddess yelling in the middle of this town like this is this is wild this is better than the circus I did not realize there were celestial beings here as well we can look into this at a later point in time I think I think he was talking about you ma'am that is incorrect I'm human is she human or is she like a Goliath or some shit? No, she's human. How? She's just tall. She's just I tall love as fuck. This. Fuck no, there is no fucking seven foot. Fuck, fuck there you. are in my dreams. There are women that can get seven feet tall. It's not there common. There are in my dreams. There are in my dreams. All right, fine. So we have Captain Still Small, Still Snow, and Jason Momoa and The Rock had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> there are women that are seven feet tall in real life. They're not like. Every, we can talk about the height of women on the after show. <laughs> so <laughs> and all okay. of our thirst for tall women. <laughs> Apparently. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, what's the, uh, the situation going on here? The situation is such that this circus randomly appeared. We sent in some people ahead of the time before we were told not to do that. I apologize, Captain Steel Small, but we have not heard anything from them. In fact, we are completely incapable of contacting them, which is why I decided to contact you. Oh. We recommend you hang back, hold the perimeter. Be ready that is to charge what I've in. Been doing. Thank you, Tidy Dragon Man! I Mmm, okay, Barden, I get you know what? Barden, I'm I'm coming around 360 on this one. I think I'm on your side again. Yeah, it's endearing <laughs> the first couple times and then it just doesn't end. 
It was like, it was cute at first, and I was like, hey, come on, nah. Now I'm just like, alright, that's enough. The worst part is she doesn't realize it's offensive. Like, I've tried. I've tried so hard. But I can't break through. It's infuriating. Are we, are, are we gonna at least... Are, can you at least acknowledge I'm a dragon man? Lizard man is a different thing altogether. It's, it's a little insensitive. I apologize for my initial assessment on your species. It is hard to see down there. <laughs> I look dead ahead at all times. The world beneath me, I do not notice. I forget. I apologize. My perception is quite low. Barton, how, how? What is the the penalty for assaulting a guard? You don't want to. Mm, fine. Not even for legal reasons. She's. You don't want to. <laughs> Can Jasper lay down on the ground in the hope she'll step on him? God damn it! I thought we could get past this whole interaction and no one would say it. I thought we could. Get, I thought. I thought I was like, all right, we're pretty much like. I think we've reached a safe point, and I think that like no one's gonna say it, and like we're good. We're free from that. So, so Lieutenant. So, just so you know, you are welcome to Lady Demetresque me if you'd like. Yeah, is a Lieutenant wearing like a big sundress and like a big ass sun hat and like very pale? No, no, and no. <laughs> As I said, she's wearing armor, but underneath the armor, she wears a big ass sun, sundress and a big sun hat. You can't tell. You don't have X-ray vision. Unfortunately. Those men are very likely lost by now. That is sad. Have any people from the town gone in? Or just the guards? Not to my knowledge! That was what we sent the initial guards in for! Alright, do not let anybody in. Uh, besides us. As, um, we're essentially gonna be going in as a strike team. Um, I would like you to establish speaking stone communication with us via Captain Barden. And, um, As I have just said, we cannot communicate with anyone who steps inside. We will attempt to remedy that situation. That is impressive! I Wait, you cannot communicate with them via Speaking Stone. Or any other way, we have tried it all. Speaking Stone, letters, smoke signals, none of it worked. Magic either. I already said Speaking Stone. Those are I'm magic! How direct- do you think those work, ma'am? Hunter <laughs> has a blank face. He's just like, I don't get it. You talking to the rock, and then the rock says stuff back at you. <laughs> is that magic, or is that how this is just a special rock? <laughs> <laughs> it is all right, yes. tiny hairy lady. I do not expect people of your stature to understand these things. It is not your fault. When Tara shift and dunk on this woman, <laughs> she can't. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, but she literally can't. God damn it. Everyone, I want to take a long rest so when Tara can shift and dunk on this woman. <laughs> Unless her activity counted as a short rest, she cannot. Did it? No. Damn it. <laughs> so, my uh, opinion would be that we not jump right in. I don't know what kind of creature this is. But I can tell you, it killed my partner pretty quickly and took me down without a second thought. It was just the two of us back then, and there's more of us now, but... From a tactical standpoint, 
There's no other way for us to do any kind of reconnaissance. Listen, you've got a way for us to send in something unmanned to check the place out. I mean, I don't know anyone who'd be like, you know, sneaky in that, in, enough to get in there, like, unscathed. I mean, we need someone, like, of some kind of a spectral nature. And Polly peeks out from underneath his hat and goes, Rawr! and he goes, no. Pendleton and Varys respectively go, I don't think I can go that far away from you. And Varys like, uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. What about magical summons? We have not tried that. That is actually quite clever. You get a gold star. And she puts a gold star on your forehead. <gasps> oh. When Tara turns bright red. <laughs> there, there, tiny bear girl. Arlo's need for validation is like, I want a gold star. <laughs> I want a gold star. I want a good gold star. As this conversation is going on, you suddenly hear something. This something comes from Wintera. And that is such. Stranger danger! Stranger danger! We got trouble, bitches! Oh, fuck. Oh, damn. Oh, boy. Almost instinctively, all of you turn around, and what you see is this black bubbling puddle. Oh, no. From it, you see a hand begin to outreach. It cracks and twitches in unnatural, horrifying ways as the arm slowly reaches out before clasping down on the ground and pulling the rest of it out. And you see this blackish, horrid figure with glowing white eyes emerge from this hole and tower above all of you. And Barden looks on in horror, drawing his weapon before he shouts, Nightwalker! Oh, fuck. But before anything else can happen, you hear once again, Stranger danger, stranger danger, we got more trouble! More trouble? You've gotta be fucking kidding me! You will again turn around and see a second one that bolts into the town. Oh no. Barden looks at this and almost without hesitation says, Milo, Greta, with me! Turns to all of you and says, Can you all take this one? We need to make sure no one gets hurt in the town. Go, Barden! He nods and they all run off after this thing. Barden, don't you fucking die! He turns back and says, Same to you! And as you turn to face this creature, it lets out a horrifying cry. Everyone roll initiative. I got 13. I got a 16. 17. Jasper got a 14. Okay, so starting things off. Winterra, you are first. Mm, how much space is around us right now? You're kind of in an open area. However, I have also just remembered something that I meant to do. So this thing started off within 30 feet of you. Within all of you. Okay. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. 21. 
that is the DC. Fucking Ooh. what? So you just barely make it, but you do feel a pull towards you as if this thing is trying to drain you of something. Anyway, it's still your turn. Her heart is racing so fast right now, and she is literally, like, alarmingly panicked. She is going to directly assume her Shepherd of the Fae form. Fair. As her action, since she can't bonus action and then go into it. So she will enter her Shepherd of the Fae form immediately. She's going to throw out her Eagle Spirit. So she throws up her Periton Hood as she becomes the Shepherd of the Fae and throws out her Eagle Spirit and is going to essentially try and put this magical force between it and them, even though she can't really move right now uh, without probably provoking an opportunity attack, which she thinks is probably unwise. I'll say you guys aren't, like, so close to this thing that it'll, like, proc- Like, I'll say you guys are, like, Anywhere between, like, 30 and 20 feet away from this thing. Okay, then she's going to put as much distance as she can between this thing and it, and she's going to call it to the others and say, you guys should probably also move as far away, not necessarily in the same direction. And I think that is all she can do for her turn for now. Remind me what the Eagle Spirit does. I add half of my Druid level to all ranged attack rolls and dex-based skill checks and saving throws, and then on a base level for everyone else... When a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's area, I can use my reaction to grant advantage to that attack roll. In addition, you and your allies have advantage on perception checks while in the aura. All right. Arlo, you're up. Winter advised, like, staying away from it, like, out of melee range. She just said, I, I think you guys shouldn't be near it. That being said, con save, please. Well, with my plus seven con save, that's only going to be a 25. That does pass, but you do still feel this same pull, and it is a very uncomfortable feeling. Arlo feels that pull and is like, oh, well, that's probably not good. I'm going to move outside of the 30-foot range. That's why I said get away from it! I get you, I get you, I'm on the same page. Uh, Pulls out the, the hammer, but also pulls out. His gunchucks holding one in either hand. What? He's wielding them both at the same time? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Is that possible? <laughs> yep, apparently. Yes, hands. Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> shut up. Everyone, shut up. I love how Jasper is so enamored by, wait, I can hold things in both hands at the same time? What? I've been using one hand at a time for my whole life. What are you, Kenpachi? For no reason? <laughs> Did you know? A sword a is more powerful when you swing it with two hands, hands than one. That is still, like, one of the best moments in that fucking show. Alright, Oh, um, it was fantastic. Anyway. Okay, so I'm gonna pull out those gunchucks, and for once, I'm going to make use of their ranged attacking ability. But first, a bonus action. Yes, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. Oh. Because, ladies and gentlemen, as a, you know, a champion of the Fae, I was allowed to take the Fae-touched feet when I restructured my character. 
I don't have very many spells, but I've got like two that I could use once a day. And one of them is Hunter's Mark. Very excellent. That, that, yeah, that's real good. So, uh, an extra d6 to all of my hits poor favor. Um, and, uh, if it tries to go anywhere, I can find it because of, like, Hunter's Mark shit. But mostly the d6 thing. You know, the real reason anyone takes Hunter's Mark. Alright. So I'm gonna do a range attack with my gun chucks doing a cool-ass nunchuck flourish before shooting at it. Alright. 21 to hit. That will hit. Uh, 17 plus 4, 21 damage. 21 damage. Alright, yeah, 21 damage. You twirl your gun chucks around as force blasts come out and pelt onto this thing, and it takes that damage right on. Cool, I'm gonna do it again. Do it again. That's gonna be... Whatever 15 plus 8 is. I hate doing math. It, it hits. Yay! And that'll be 16 damage. Alright, yeah, that is 16 more damage as you continue to whirl your weapon around with these spectral blasts coming out and pelting this thing down. And it does, like, step back slightly as it takes that damage. Alright, third time. Jesus Christ, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have any spells, but I can hit things three times. <laughs> I have Hooray. zero utility in all punch. Uh, that one's going to be a 16 to hit. That one will also hit. I was worried about that one, because it was not very good on the die. Uh, that's going to be 18 damage. Okay. And uh, uh, how is um how's the Nightwalker looking? Wow, it died. Weird. No, it, it, it does not look... Like, it looked like it was, like, stepping back from the impact... But it stands back up seemingly undeterred by your attack. Does it look like it's surging in any kind of a way? Not nearly as much as you might be. Uh. Oh, no way, I was confused. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to do an action <laughs> surge. Fucking do it up. Uh, anyone listening at home, my preferred class is like the martial classes. And I'm try- I was trying out spellcasters with Arlo. And this, uh, this paradigm shift has given me a chance to be like, Alright, now I get to do the dumb... The dumb. I get to do the also, dumb. Also, in case I'm anyone hasn't figured it out yet, he's a fighter now. <laughs> I'm a nice. battle master. Nice. I've mastered battle. In case Observe. the three attacks and action surge didn't spell it out. And the commanding presence and anything else That's he has dropped crit. previously. Oh, shit. Oh, That's a crit, nice. baby. Well. Arlo's big day. Arlo's big, big day. So let's look at what my maximum damage would be. So I'll be... So I'm going to naturally add an 8 plus 6. 14 plus 4 is 18. So I'm going to add an 18 to what I roll here. All right. So that's 15 plus 18. That would be 33 points of damage. Cool. I'm going to attack two more times. Yep. Holy shit. Oh, that one's not as good. That's 11 to hit. Oh, wow. That amazingly... Does not hit. That's alright, I got another shot. So, whatever 15 plus 8 is. Uh, well, as I said last time, you said that it hits. Also 23, just to go ahead and give you that. So that's, uh, 16 damage. After 
pelting it with gunchuck bullets, I high-five my precious baby boy, Polly, who I definitely didn't forget that I had last episode. <laughs> nope, definitely not. He comes out and meets her. He is canonically always safe inside of the cowboy hat. <laughs> he is canonically always safe inside of the cowboy hat, and if anything happens to the cowboy hat, he was in my shirt. Varus <laughs> mm. is safe within Safe's mind. He doesn't like to come out when Arlo's having a drinking fit, which is why we didn't see him last time canonically, that's why. Mm. Yep. He is safe and sound and well-adjusted and fine. Yep. And I All love those him. Things. <laughs> is that gonna be it for you? That is gonna be it. Cool. It is now the Nightwalker's turn. So while you did do a lot of damage, when Terra took on a rather curious form. Mm-hmm. And it considers that to be the larger threat. Great. <laughs> so it is going to slowly raise a finger and point it at you. Okay. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, please be good, Dice. <laughs> is it casting Fingy of Dinky? No. Oh, okay. Not 20, plus 7, 27. So you begin to feel this force come around you as a pillar of black necrotic energy envelops you. But because of your shepherd powers, you are able to fend it off and are fine. That passed. Is it finger of death? No. It's a different thing. Oh my god. I'm sick of necrotic gross energy trying to touch me. Get away. Well, I got sour news for you there, champ. <laughs> This thing has multi-attack. That's fine, but that's just what she does <laughs> in response to that. So this thing is going to approach you, Wintera. I will say, Arlo, because you moved away, you're probably not going to be within range of it. However, Saith and Jasper, you guys may get opportunity attacks. Yay! I'm going to fire on Valid. this motherfucker because old habits die hard. <laughs> With a vengeance. Yeah, I'll use Eldritch Blast. Uh, it has to be a melee attack. Oh, it has to be? Oh, my bad. Well, yeah, say what else? you'd also have to do a melee attack. Oh, it would have to be a melee? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if only you had some kind of cool-ass new weapon. Some sort of a that sword is, of kinds. I mean, yes. That yes. you've been talking maybe, about maybe. non-fucking-stop the last three episodes. Maybe? But I, um, I crit. Alright, yeah, roll that... Roll that beautiful, beautiful crit damage. Okay, I will. With my beautiful, beautiful plus two rapier, I love her. Excuse me, did you just call me a her? The sword is a her. The spirit within, the sword is a not so much. Um, uh, details. <laughs> Representation and a personal identity are very important, Say, so Please be respectful. That's, you know, that's fair. I can't argue with it. <laughs> Hey, how large is the Nightwalker? I'm curious about that, too. Huge. Damn it. Great. That's cool. I didn't have anything for that. Me either. I, I feel like one of you is being genuine, the other one isn't. He? <laughs> <laughs> she said <laughs> 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 I heard it is hey. <laughs> 32. Jeez. Nice. Is that to hit or is that damage? Damage. Golly. That's damage. I rolled a crit. I rolled a d20 to hit. Oh, yeah. Got that nat 20 on him. 
You stay away from my sister, damn it! This is Arlo in the background. Yeah, fuck him up! And Jasper, what'd you get? I was trying to use Drain Life, but I only rolled a seven, so... Yeah, okay, no, you miss. Whoops! <laughs> you tried. You, you you uncomfortably, like, tongue and peck at him. <laughs> <laughs> Not even near, just like as it's walking, or as it's lumbering by, you just kind of like gently like, peck in its direction. <laughs> just give him soft kisses as he, oh, as he passes <laughs> Can that cause psychic damage? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone who sees Jasper should roll for psychic damage. I think we shouldn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Alright, so with that, it is going to continue its attack, and it is now going to... The attack is called Enervating Focus, but I imagine it is like a claw. So, does a uh, 22 hit. (laughs) Unfortunately. Okay, cool, then you are going to take 26 points of necrotic damage. Jesus. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. This is magical? Nope. No. 17. Your maximum hit point value is reduced by the same amount. Like permanently or until like a long rest? Until a long rest. Neat. So, it is now going to be Jasper's turn. Redemption arc. Jasper be so kind as to roll me a constitution saving throw? Yes. Does this effect count against undead? Jasper, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I rolled a 22. No, you don't have to roll it. That was the... (laughs) No, don't worry about it. She brought up a very good point that I did not consider. Oh, oh, I'm undead. (laughs) You are undead already. (laughs) I keep forgetting you're a vampire. (laughs) Jasper Everyone, feels quick, fine. we have to die. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no, that's not a character. I didn't say that. <laughs> Everyone, die. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to die. Jasper is like, I feel like strangely alive right now. You know, like, I'm always alive, you know, but more alive. <laughs> you, you don't feel the weird pull everyone else does, like, at all. Ah. It was like, why is everyone running? <laughs> Y'all are freaking out. Okay, I want to use Eldritch Blast. Alright, go ahead nice. and say the line, Warlock. Say the line? What's the line? Eldritch <laughs> Blast. It's, it's a meme. It's like, say the line, Warlock. I cast Eldritch Blast. Yay! What is that at 11th level? Three beams? Yeah, so this is my first one. I have to, I have to roll them separately. Mm-hmm. Good golly gosh. First one is a 25. Hits. Okay, so that's 1d damage. Uh, that's 9 damage. Okay. Okay, second one. That is... Wow, that's a 25 again. That's crazy. Nice. Amazingly still hits. Uh, that's 8 damage. Okay, last one. That is an 18. Uh, that will also hit. Oh, wow. I mean, Arlo hit with a 16. That's a 1. Meaty. Okay. And since he's out of range, Jasper's just gonna dab on that and move on. That's it for you? Yeah. Alright. That brings us to Saith. Saith, con save, please. You got it, King. And before you say what you got, 
from where Wintera is standing, can she see how Saith is doing as she makes that con save? I'm asking if it looks like Saith might need advantage. I mean, she can say what it is, and if I need to hold off on saying whether it passes or not, then you can just say that. Okay. It's a dirty 20. Yeah, Wintera, like, looks over as this, like, thing's presence is creeping over Saith. She's like, Saith, remember, you're better than any of these things. Oh. And she's using Pendleton's help reaction to give her advantage on the saving throw. Alright, roll it again. Mm, yeah, um, that was a 17, it's no better. I only Aww. have a plus one to constitution. We tried. I finally get to do this. Oh no. Hurt me. How'd you know? You take 10 points of necrotic damage. Okay. And this thing has advantage on attack rolls against you until the start of its next turn. Oh my gosh, what? Fair enough, okay. Yeah, these things are fucking vicious. Clearly. You said I took 10? Yep, 10 points of necrotic damage. Anyway, still your turn. Can I take a reaction to that? Read me the language of it, because I know what you're asking. Creature that damaged you momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. Okay, yeah, you can do that. Alright! Creature must make a dexterity saving throw. How's the 23 do? Yeah, that, that passes. Alright, it still takes half. I am just Fair. now realizing right, I had so... Hellish Rebuke on my shield and I destroyed it for story reasons, and I feel yeah, like an idiot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you know what? I gotta oh. sit in that. I gotta sit in that shit. That's why I asked. <laughs> I gotta sit in that shit. I, I said it. I said it, and it's real. Yep, it, it wasn't just a shield. It was a magic shield. <laughs> Look, sometimes yep. we all do weird things for story reasons, and that's okay. Yeah, no. It was cool. It was... 17 altogether. 17 total? Yeah. So that that would be half because it passed, which would knock it down to, let's see, it would be eight. However, you notice that this thing appears to somehow take virtually no damage to it. Okay. Despite, even with, like, the failed save. Fair enough. As though it's fire-related or magic-related? Fire. Alright, so I'm gonna cast Staggering Smite. Okay. And then she's going to attack with Faris again. Okay. You ever saw the thing about the fact that he's like, hey, I hit him with my friend? I hit him with my friend. And again, keep all the damage separate. So, just with the rapier, 15 to hit. Okay, yeah, that will hit. Okay, great. So that was a four on the rapier separately. And then... Deals an extra 4d6, so... Of what damage type? Psychic. Okay. 17. So I know he takes the resistance to the slashing, but then he gets the 17 psychic. Oh, uh... He, can, he, can you make me a wisdom saving throw? I will say, as this happens, you hear Vars go, Um, so, say, I can't help but notice that uh, the necrotic damage that I do, uh, it ain't doing... Yes, he's an undead creature. I kind of figured that would be a thing. I'm just saying. It's good information to know. I, yes, well, no. That's an 11. Uh, he fails it. So he takes that full damage. All right. Uh, does anything else happen? 
Uh, I'm gonna step away. No, I mean because of the staggering smite. Wait, hold on a second. That's a fourth level spell. You don't have those. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay. I have three other smite spells, so forgive me. No, you do have a lot of smites. Uh, the ones that you could cast would be Branding or Wrathful. Yep. Would you like to use one of those instead? We'll just say that, like, if you want to apply one of those, then you did. And we'll just count it as it happened. There's, there's no reason to undo any of that. Branding is Radiant Damage 2d6, so next time you hit a creature... Weapon gleams in an astral radiance as you strike. The attack deals an extra 2d6 of radiant damage to the target, which becomes visible if invisible. The target sheds a dim light in a five-foot radius and cannot become invisible until the spell ends. When you cast this spell using a third-level spell or higher, extra damage increases by 1d6 per slot level above second. And you only have third level spells, so inherently it would be 3d6. Yeah. Okay, so, well, um, I mean, so just, just subtract one of the fives if you want. Oh, I didn't know it was fives. All right. It was, it was three fives, it was three fives and a three. Oh, Sorry, right. three fives and a two. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just do that, so then it'll just be an extra 12 points of damage. And then instead of psychic, it's radiant damage. Yeah. Yeah, no, he seems to take that just fine. So, is that the end of your turn? That is. Okay, cool. So, time for me to be honest. I'm doing this a little differently as far as how initiative works. The Nightwalker gets multiple turns per round. Fuck. And as it just so happens, the rest of the slots for the round are its. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That being said, some of its things are only half actions. What does that mean? It means it can't do, like, multi-attack and stuff like that. Oh, okay. To make it fair. So the first thing it is going to do, since it is currently on a half round, it is going to make an attack at Winterra again. Okay. That is a natural one. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so it fully misses that one, and that is it for that round. It now has a full round. Okay. Gonna try that again with multi-attack. That is going to be another 23. Okay, and you said, what was I making? A con save? You are making a con save as I roll my damage. Yeah, okay. Um, That one is a natural 20 plus 2, 22. Okay, you're good on that one then. I just take damage. I don't lose my yeah, HP. Yeah, no, you still you still take damage. That's going to be 24 points of necrotic damage. Okay. And as I said, it's doing multi-attack. Yep. That is a uh, 16 to hit. No. Okay. And now, at initiative zero, it gets one last half round. Uh, also, I will say any things that, like, apply until its turn as it says, or like his next turn, uh, it'll apply to the turn in that particular slot in the initiative, so it's not like any of its stuff is faded off. Okay. Just just to be clear. <laughs> that is going to be 25 to hit. Still me? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, this thing very much views you as a threat, glowing with magical energy and shit. Fair. That is going to be 19 points of damage. And a con save, please. 21. That is the DC, so that just saves. Okay. Back up to the top of the initiative. Winterra, you're up. Winterra is pissed. She's just like, Grandmother said that this is supposed to be a good thing. It's a guiding light. It's a guiding light for this thing to hit me. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I almost <laughs> forgot one other thing. Um, Constitution saving throw, because you're within 30 feet. That's another 19 on the die, so 21. All right. Gonna keep using this die. <laughs> so, here's some fun, neat, oh, burrito language that I would like to read. Uh-huh. Also, just before I do this, no one is within 20 feet of me, right? Aside from this fuck. Um, yeah, I would say that's fair. A character or a monster is considered gargantuan when they stand 32 to 64 feet tall while weighing 16 to 125 tons. Such okay. creatures usually take up to 20 feet. Do you know what I can summon using a 6-level spell that is a gargantuan creature, Jordan? I'm not super familiar with every fucking monster, so no. Do it, I would like to do conjure Fey. Conjure Fey says, You conjure a Fey creature of challenge rating 6 or lower, or a Fey spirit that takes the form of a beast of challenge rating 6 or lower. Okay. I would like to conjure a Brontosaurus underneath me, be on top of its head, and now I am no longer in range of this fuck. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's fair. That is a fair and valid point. Because I am now 64 feet in the air. That's a fair and valid point. Okay. Fucking so, smart That's going to happen. <laughs> when Dara summons this giant ass dinosaur she's just like I've been up to some fun things too Arlo <laughs> and then this creature takes its own initiative uh, from the wording of Conjure Face let me just roll that really quick Yep. okay it got a 17 on initiative too because it's an 18 okay then it'll just go after you <laughs> she gently pats its head as she's like bleeding <laughs> she's like okay Pine I know you can do this I need you to hit it with your tail because Oh, we need to smack this thing down. <laughs> yep. And it's going to kind of bay and make an attack roll with its tail, mm -hmm. which has a 20-foot range to hit, reach to hit. And it got a 22 to hit. Hits. And that does 32 magical bludgeoning damage. Goddamn, nice. Question, did you need Pine to make that con save, too? Not this time. Okay. Going forward, yes, but not right now. All right. Cool. I'm going to also... Oh, wait. But I think throwing out my pocket monster spear would work. Then, um, yeah, let's go Jockbird. Nice. Yay! Let's go Jockbird. Let's go. So from the top of Pine, you just see the glowing monster spear thrown out from the top of his head, and Jockbird swoops down... And is gonna make its attack. Let me pull up Jockbird's stats. Arlo salutes Jockbird as he flies by. In an aerial turn, <laughs> Jockbird salutes back. I imagine Jockbird just like stops flying and just is free falling to plank, or not plank, to salute, and to then plank. just immediately resumes flight. You magnificent son of a bitch. This may be something I'll look up later. Uh, does Jockbird's brute force increase with when Terra's leveling? I read me the language. 
It just it, It's just the fighter is brute force. Starting at third level, you're able to strike with your weapons with especially brutal force. Whenever you hit with a weapon that you're proficient with and deal damage, the damage increases by an amount based on your level in this class, as shown on the brute bonus damage table. We'll say yes. It's tied to you. I don't see why not. So, on the beak attack, we get a... 24 to hit. Hits. Does 12 damage. Second to hit is a 20... Hits. Five. Yeah. That one is a 12 of magical slashing. Okay. And now Jockbird's just kind of chilling by its head as it had taken that dive move. Very nice. Is that going to be it for Winterra and friends? <laughs> Winterra and friends. <laughs> Terra and friends. Terra and friends. If Barden or anyone happens to look over and they see a gargantuan dinosaur by the docks. <laughs> Everything they can't. Fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. That's it for <laughs> my Barton turn. Just Barden finding another Nightwalker. I'm sure that's fine. Barden just looks over like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like, yeah, that tracks. I'm sure yep. that's supposed to be there. All right, Arlo, you're up. Hooray. Um, I'm gonna maintain like my uh, positioning and like you know keep myself um, moving uh, you know far enough that I can stay outside of his range. Yep. Um, and um, hmm, do I wish to take the skies? I do not. I don't see any reason to do so. I'm going to shoot it more with my gunchucks. Pew pew. Please pew. do so. Pew 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 pew. Do the pew. Do the pew. It's going to be an 18 to hit. Hits. That's going to be uh, 18 damage. Okay. Uh, going for another one. Go for another one. It's going to be a 22 to hit. Hits. That's going to be 12 damage. Okay. Uh, and that last one's a natural one. Amazingly, it misses. All right, so I, you know, I, I pop off two shots, and then Arlo's like, you know, I've been practicing with these a lot. Ah, ah, fuck. And, like, uh, fumbles it a little bit on the last one. You already saw that. <laughs> you start trying to show off, and you just do that thing where you smack yourself in the back of the head. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah. Ah, master and then Chaku. Ah, shit. Arlo, I can't see you entirely that well, but it looks like that should have been cooler than it was. No, it was exactly as cool as it should have been. It was awesome. You just missed it. Anything else for you, Arlo? Uh, nope. I'm done. Cool. So. You see this thing looking up at you, Wintera. Yep. It still views you as the threat. It should. I'm on a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm back at the top of the round, I gotta roll to see if he uh, gets his uh, not finger of death back. Ha! <laughs> he does! Fingy de la dingy. But... Fortunately, you've already passed that, so you're immune to it. Unfortunately for you, your plan, I'm afraid, isn't going to help much. As you see this thing hunch over as black wings emerge from this thing's back. They can fly! They have a flying speed! Wow, neat. Why has no one put in the reports that these things can fly? 
Horrible. And it is going to fly up towards you. I will say Jockbird and Pine can have opportunity attacks. Thank fuck they can. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do Jockbird first because I'm already on their page while I am trying to update these numbers because I can't do math. <laughs> also, Jockbird would probably be the first one to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so he's going to make a talent attack on that. And I did my math wrong earlier. Um, so it, I know it hits. It's a 21. Yeah, so uh, 15 magical slashing, not 12. All right. So how much damage should I add to that first one? I think I said 12 the first time. All so right, so I just add four. So, so four, all right, and then apply 19 Four and four, then. yeah. Because I said eight the other time, and it's 12 for the beak. All right, cool. Got it. Yeah, so anyway, 15 magical slashing damage while he screeches Jockbird at this thing. Jockbird, 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 Jockbird! And the Brontosaurus. Let's do... It made its tail attack last time. Can it try to stomp down on it while it's trying to take flight? Uh, yeah. It's also sure. a twenty-foot range. Yeah, sure, That's actually not? really smart. <gasps> oh, it's a nat twenty. Okay. Ooh, tasty. So twenty-eight to hit. So twenty-seven bludgeoning damage, All right. and oh, it must make good. a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. All right. Cool. Um, do you want the good news or the bad news? <sighs> Both. Trick question. It can't be knocked prone. Okay, well, it still gets smacked the fuck down with an angry dinosaur stomp. Yeah. Even though it can't be knocked prone. Yep. And it is going to fly up to you. Okay. Hey, Wintera, morbid curiosity. How much health do you have left? 23. <laughs> that is going to be, let's see, 31 to hit. Yes. I don't like the sound of that. That's a lot of dice. Uh-huh. Twenty-three health, huh? How dead is she? So this thing flies up to Winterra and plunges its hand clean through her. Your shepherd form fades. Pine and Jockbird disappear. And you see this white, ethereal shroud fall from Winterra into this creature. As its eyes glow an ethereal white as it dealt 30 points of damage. It throws her to the ground as she falls. It is then, with its second attack, going to point to Arlo and use its Finger of Doom ability. <laughs> finger of Doom, not Finger of Death. Finger of Doom. Very specifically different. And I'm going to need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. I was going to real quick before I make the throw say Fongo of Dongo, but all right. That is a 26. That will pass. 
you also are wrapped in this shroud of necrotic energy, but your own residual blessing power allows you to fend it off. Jasper, it is your turn. Brutal. Okay, both inspired by Winter's birth of a brontosaurus and horrified by her death, uh, he's going to cast uh, Dominate Beast. Read me the language on that, please. Target creature is charmed by you. Wisdom save negates it. Hostile creature has advantage on save. You have a telepathic link with the creature and give commands. Uh, otherwise, it defends itself. Use your action slash reaction to control its action slash reaction. Uh, target can make a new save each time it takes damage. Your DC is 16. You have advantage. I hope he's not very wise. <laughs> well, he rolled a four on the die. And with his pluses, that becomes a three. Great. <laughs> but you have nice. advantage, so you could roll again. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I have advantage. Because he's hostile. hostile. Uh... What, was, what was the DC again? 16. Well, is 10 close enough? No. Alright, yeah. Okay, he's charmed for 10 minutes, everyone. But if you hurt him, he casts a save. Uh, I'd like to tell him... I think I could tell... I don't think I can command him my turn. You have a telepathic link with a creature and give commands. Oh, it's not an action. I'm gonna tell him to... Uh, hmm, what do I tell him? <laughs> you can tell him to go fuck up the circus. Yeah, I'm gonna go tell him to go fuck up the circus. Go fuck up the circus. Alright, and with that, it flies into the circus. And you see, as it passes through the gate... It almost looks like it passes through some sort of a ethereal portal and it vanishes from sight. Well, I'm sure that will never come back to haunt us. We're oh, totally fine. <laughs> Tara? Tara? Seth is going to run right, right towards Tara. Um, Arlo has already like made his way over to Tara and is like forcing a health potion down her throat. You chug that potion down there, and nothing happens. No! <laughs> After a moment, you hear footsteps coming from behind, and you see Bargain, Milo, and Greta are returning. And they're like, sorry it took us so long, we finally managed to take it. No. They rush over, and Bargain says, Please tell me it wasn't that thing that killed her. Saith is in the same... She's catatonic. <laughs> I could churn her. If we wanted. I could give her my blood. I... I don't think that's going to help. These things, they don't just kill you. They rip the soul out of you. Oh shit, we have to go get her soul back? No. Say, as this realization has hit all of you, you begin to think to yourself, if only this 
fucking circus wasn't here. That thing must have gotten in because of that. If that hadn't happened, she'd still be here. She'd still be fine. It's taken so much. And you think back to how it took Varus from you. And you get to the moment where the ringleader says that he needs a volunteer. Varus goes down, tells you everything's going to be okay. And then you remember the words that have echoed in your mind so many times. For my grand finale, I shall grant any one wish they desire. And you look up at the sign. The Desert Jesters. Illustrious Nonsense and nonsensical illusions. And because of your time with Damned, you suddenly see something that you never saw before. It spells Genie. Saith gets up, and without saying another word, starts walking towards the circus. And that is where we shall pause our tale for now! Hello, everyone. This is your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent Dungeon Master, Jordan Roman, thanking you all for listening to this haunting episode. Please remember to listen until the very end so you can catch some bloopers to maybe help lighten the mood a little bit. If you want to hear about our thoughts on this particular episode, then head on over to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash agentsofdamned, where you can listen to our after show peek behind the screen. Lord knows we have plenty to talk about on this one. You can also get at higher tiers access to our Tales of series, where we do little mini stories of other characters outside of just the agents. You can also get shoutouts like SC Lark has earned, as well as an opportunity to be entered into a monthly one-shot raffle, DM'd by any of the cast members of your choosing. You can also find out more about us on our website over at agentsofdam.com. We have full cast bios, entire transcripts for all the episodes, and a link to our merch store, where we have a ton of amazing shirts, mugs flags, all kinds of great stuff. Sound over there and get something that you like. Maybe grab a mask or two. Who knows? Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can do so on our social medias. On Facebook, we are AOD. On Instagram and TikTok, we are Agents of Dance. And on Twitter, we are Agents of D. You can also tweet us personally, me at Pokechap, Christina at Grikachu, Katie at Missy Mystery, spelled M-Y-S-S-Y Mystery, and Drew at Liger Cero, spelled Liger, C-E-R, and the number zero. We also occasionally tweak out links to our Discord, where we have plenty of fun conversations with our community at large. You can also submit things like fan art, show notes, and just talk about the episodes as they are released. We have a lot of fun conversations there, so please feel free to join us. Also... Katie and I have started a new podcast called The Monster Menagerie, where we take a dive into the mythos behind the monsters. We've already released our first episode, and we are eagerly awaiting our second episode to drop later this month, so keep an eye out for it. 
you want more of us, then you can head on over to our Twitch over at twitch.tv slash AODcast. I Twitch every Saturday starting at noon until, uh, I try and aim for about four, but it just kind of goes on until it feels like we've run its course. I'm currently in a bit of a side-scrolling beat-em-up mood, so come check me out as I, uh, you know, walk left and right and beat some butt. Please remember to review the show for five stars is greatly appreciated and share the show with a friend to help us grow and reach out to more people who would love this amazing, horribly dark show. And until next time, bye. some oaf? Do you see anything that you like? Hmm. I mean, I guess there's some good stuff here, but I don't know. It's all too prissy for my taste. Yeah, I think it's more like for the everyman and uh, doesn't sacrifice on comfort in any way. I'm going to ignore how hurtful that comment was. Let's see. Something that is intended for any one person but also is comfortable. We're going to do something I normally wouldn't do and recommend a competitor. Have you thought about Black Feather Apparel? Who that? Black Feather Apparel is an online retailer that sells a wide variety of graphic tees. Hmm, I do like me a graphic tee. Not only that, but they also have several hoodies that are equally as gorgeous as they are comfortable. Alright, well, what about like my lower half? I'm glad that my upper half will be nice and comfy, but I don't want my butt to get all chilly. Goodness, you're so boorish. Fortunately, they also carry several different sweatpants and leggings, each as comfortable as the last. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll go with that. Sounds like a much better fit than your crap. Where can I find them? My goodness, I hate you so much. You can find them at blackfeatherapparel.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Remember, you big stupid oaf, it's blackfeatherapparel.com. We had Let's a guest star this. came to town and bingo was her name O B I N G O. All right, That's Jordan, true. hit us with that uh hit us with that recap, fam. And Christina, don't you dare cut that joke, that was gold. <laughs> Christina, you are cutting that joke. Anyway. <laughs> so Jordan, you know that thing that you love to do, you know, because you're five foot yes. eight and I'm five foot nothing. I am not five foot eight, um, fuck you. Don't just what, shave height off. Nine or something, right? I'm five ten. Five foot ten. Oh, Don't sorry. Don't shave I'm inches sorry. off me. I'm seven feet tall. Just to be five clear, feet, five we, we are five ten boys. Five ten, average 12. height. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Fuck anyone who says anything different. Five ten. That's how you're supposed to be. B- Everyone B- else is B- Bingo. Weird. You said bingo. You said you said seven foot what now? I'm seven foot tall. Just to be clear, like myself, not Jasper. Mm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Jeremy no. has to turn the real no. world thirst down a second. No. I'm actually, I'm not sitting no. tall. It's just that. I'm also going to call you the fuck out because as much as I love you and you're my best friend, that is a fucking lie. I know. I lie. You and your five, six ass. I am five, four and a half. Thank you. Oh, I you shrunk. shrunk, okay. Um, wait, can can Jasper say, uh... But does he go, what's up? Or does he go, what's up? What's up? <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a raven does it. <laughs> Not a raven, she's a pigeon. It's a more majestic bird. Stop being jealous. <laughs> it's a more majestic bird. When Tara is looking you between... You guys have not spent a lot of time around <laughs> You when... assume a lot if you think I'm genuine. <laughs> I was so afraid you were going to say these are Winterra's knees and we were about to have a sidebar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Didn't you know Winterra got robot legs now? I decided that was. <laughs> Didn't you know? Shifters regrow knees. It's like fall off tails. They just have fall off knees for emergency rations. That is not canon and I will never allow it to be canon. Don't ask. She grows her legs back and they're, but, but they're like small and hairless. Winterra. Um... Um, Tell us how you really goes, feel. It goes. Is gonna fuck that sword? No, she's not gonna fuck the sword. The sword's gonna fuck safe. Oh, uh. I know the sword's not gonna fuck safe. Um, <laughs> yeah, the sword's that not sounds like safe. a bad idea. Well, friendship comes in many shapes and sizes. So at least you this are. This one's toxic and abusive. That one Chilling. is that. That Why? is upsetting. <laughs> Why? We can cut that. Please, please do. I thought that was funny, to be clear. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. <laughs> this one's toxic and abusive. Like, Rick's, like, hyper-aware of everything going on that's wrong and refuses to acknowledge it, though. Yes. He's merely he's, an he's, like, observer. He's, contradiction. He's just, like, fucking, like, yeah, this is real bad. I'm having a great time, though. Oh, no, he's openly said he's not. <laughs> I just can't fucking figure out Rick. He's just like, dude. Can I be honest? Just the embodiment of upsetting energy. I don't know what Rick's deal is either, and I play him. Hi, fucking. Okay. Same with Big Baggy. Like, I don't control the character. I just let their energy channel through me, and we find out what happens then. Tell me how many Bettys there are. Hey, hey guys, come on. Okay. 